You're listening to TopCast, this old pinball's online radio. For more information, visit them anytime. www.marvin3m.com slash TopCast. Alright, welcome to another night of TopCast. I'm here, along with Mr. Shelburne, who's our engineer tonight. And we've got Norm on the telephone. Say hello, Norm. Yes, thank you, Norm. So, Norm, we're coming from the Department of New Acquisitions. Okay, you know what that is all about? Uh, I'm mean, buying stuff new. Yeah, what have you been buying lately? Uh, I bought a home hockey game, Chicago Point, uh, 54, and I bought a fun fair. Well, those are not actually all that new, are they? Uh, they're uh, about six months, eight months a year old, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not buying a lot of games right now. I'm out of space. Oh, yeah. Well, boy, how typical, huh? Well, I, how is Shelberg? What has he bought lately? Shelberg does. Shelberg just runs his magazine. That's the best he can. The best he can squeeze well, out. So, I mean, everybody does what they can do. <laughs> a new scanner. He bought a new scanner. He said. Okay, so like, if you check out the webcam. I'll switch into desktop. I'll show you the, the latest thing that I've that I've purchased, and that is a Chicago Coin bandbox. Now they made these things in the 50s. Um, let's see if I can give you a year. Yeah, they made them from 50 to 52. And what they are is they hook up to a jukebox, and you put a uh, a dime in the jukebox, and then this these little mannequin puppets. They're midgets. Yeah, midgets are are behind a, uh, a a curtain. And they play. And the curtain opens up, and then they start playing when the music starts playing. Sing Elvis Presley songs and Laverne Baker and yep, and all and that they, other good stuff. Yeah, and they start. Yeah, you got to feed them though. You got they they want as part of their contract food and drink, you know. But um, I would always have one and keep a rat in there and keep those idiots in line. The rat would keep them in line. Good. They, the little midgets in the band box hated the rats, so they were always, uh, they didn't form a union to do anything stupid. <laughs> they kept them in, in control. Yeah. So anyways, that was... Uh, yeah, but stop laughing. <laughs> that's my uh, my latest acquisition, was the uh, Chicago Coin band box. That's awesome. Yeah, you like that, huh? Where did you buy that? Well, I bought it from Wyoming, actually. Um, you pay a pretty penny? I, I no, actually, I got a pretty good deal on it. Relatively, damn stupid. the guy. <laughs> no, no, we won't not. use that other term. No, no. Okay, all right. So no, I didn't. I didn't pimp the guy. That's that's the other. Term. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're back to the webcam now. The regular webcam. Uh, we're done with the bandbox thing. Um. Anyways, Norm, we've got quite a few new things. Oh no, wait, wait about the bandbox. What are you going to do to restore it? It's actually all restored. Believe it or not, it, it came restored. So you need a jukebox to operate it. Yeah, so I'm... Well, buy one. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about some of the things we're going to do this week. we got some uh, new stuff. We're going to do Game of the Week like we did last week, and the webcam will be an important part of Game of the Week. We're going to also do Stump the Chump, uh, which is a review of some technical advice we gave out last week to see if uh, it actually panned out and we gave the correct advice. But now we're going to we're going to uh, start out with Tech Tip of the Week. Um, and the reason, let's see, did we get that there? Yeah, here we go. Tech Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week. Yeah, Tech Tip of the Week. We'll try that again. And now it's time for Tech Tip, tech tip of, of the, the week. week. 
Okay, so tech tip of the week. I was working on a Data East last action hero. And I had seen this game about a month ago. And the guy had just bought it. And it was working fine for him. I, I helped him set it up. He was a, a first-time pinball buyer. And he really liked the game, and he was playing it. He kept on calling it Terminator 2, though, for some <laughs> reason. But that's what he liked to do. So, anyways, uh, he called me back and said, you know, the game won't turn on. So I go over there, and sure enough, you turn it on, and nothing really happens. The dot matrix display doesn't come on. Uh, nothing, you know, you get a little, a little something, a little glow. You get the GI, obviously, from the play field, but not much more than that. So I check all the fuses, and all the fuses are good, and then I check the 5 volts on the CPU board, and the 5 volts is like zero. There's no 5 volts. So there's no 5 volts DC for the CPU board. Of course, the computer's not going to boot. There's no 5 volts for the dot matrix computer. That's not going to boot. And there's no 5 volts for the soundboard. That's not going to boot. So nothing's going to run. So do you have enough power in those wall? Yeah, he was running it on gerbils. No, no, it was really kind of interesting. Um, what it was is I decided to just kind of see if anything was dragging the 5 volts down. So I unplugged, you know, the, the soundboard, and the game came to life. You know, so that was kind of interesting that you unplug the soundboard and all of a sudden there's enough 5 volts so that everything comes up and the 5 volts was good. It was like right at like 5.01 and everything worked, but obviously there's no sound. Plug the soundboard in, boom, the whole thing dies. Everything goes down to nothing. So I think the problem was in the soundboard. <laughs> I'll give you a hint, Norm. The problem was not in the soundboard. Can you give me a guess, Norm, using your technical... A tracing or connector. And it wasn't a connector. A tracing. And it wasn't that either, whatever you just said. Uh, you had your finger somewhere. And it, I didn't <laughs> have my finger somewhere. You got any other guesses? Uh, none that I can repeat on air. <laughs> okay, good. Well, what it was was just a, on, the, on the power supply, there's a very small 47 microfarad cap. It's just a little thing. I mean, it can't be more than a quarter inch. Well, how the hell am I supposed wide. to know that? I don't know, but it was, it was like right... You're making this up right now. No, I'm not. It was right next to the bridge rectifier for the 5 volts and right underneath that big honking heat sink. And what happened is, is the heat from these two devices had dried out that capacitor and then made the game not run, which I thought was really interesting because when I replaced that one, you know, I don't know, 50 cent capacitor, everything worked perfect. Kind of interesting that the, you know, the electrolyte from the heat had dried out inside, because what is an electrolytic capacitor? It's, a, it's basically an electronic jelly roll. It's tin foil okay. with, you know, jelly on the inside. So how many the, games do you think have been thrown away? Well, you know, yeah. it's not that they throw away the games, but, you know, people buy those rotten dog power supplies um, because they can't, you know, they can't figure out what's wrong with, uh, you know, the Data East power supply. So, you know, I, I thought that was a, an interesting fix. It, it it took me a little while to figure it out, and actually I admit I had some help. Uh, I called a friend of mine, and he gave me a couple pointers. Is that dragster? I called, uh, I called Jerry out. In, yeah, uh, the dragster. Yeah, the dragster. I called the dragster 73, and, and he gave me some tips. And, uh, you know, it was enough to send me down the road to, uh, you know, redemption, and uh, we got that sucker working. Perhaps you should plug him then. Dragster underscore seventy three at hotmail dot com. Send your boards do. to him, right? Is that is that what you were looking for? I think you, yeah. Throw him some business. Yeah. Okay. So we just did that. Are are, are we all good now? No, we should make him a sponsor. Now he's got to pay us. <laughs>
Okay. Okay. So that's you know that's that worked out pretty nicely, and that was you know of, of course that was. And now it's the top time tip for of the week. Tech tip, tech tip of the of week. week. Tech tip of the week. That was tech tip of the week. You know, we'll try and do that every week. Okay, so the next thing we're going to look at is we're going to look at, um, you know, some other stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to do Norm's just absolute favorite. Okay, and that is... And now it's stuff. time for everyone's favorite game, game, game of the of week. week. We're going to do game of the week. But before we can do game of the week, we actually got to set it up. So I'm going to have to run uh, a, a, a little ad here. But give give me a break while I go set this up, and we'll run a little ad. Topcast is brought to you by Marco Specialties, your pinball parts superstore. Visit their website at marcospecialties.com. You can search for parts by game name, game make, or part number. Marco Specialties was founded in 1985 and is headquartered in Lexington, South Carolina. They specialize in pinball parts, supplies, books, and anything pinball. Marco has been online since 1996 and is the web's oldest and largest pinball parts supplier. Their new 12,000 square foot distribution center services 25,000 customers in over 50 countries. Feel free to call Marco Specialties at Brought to you by Pinball Life. Give your pinball machine new life with parts from Pinball Life. We ship pinball parts worldwide. Pinball Life is located in the great city of Chicago. Okay, so now if everybody will check out the infamous webcam, um, I am showing uh, the game of the week, which is 4 million BC. It's a 1971 Bally game. It's a short flipper game. Uh, which means it uses two-inch flippers, but it has what's known as zipper flippers, which is the same style of flipper that was used on uh, several other games, Capersville, um, Fireball, a couple other ones. Um, what's Dixieland. neat? Yeah, yeah. And what's what, Norm? What's cool about zipper flippers? Norm. They go up and down. Yeah. No, they go in and out. They're zippers. <laughs> and if you note on the uh, webcam, notice how the hood raises up. The top glass is actually in a frame of metal so you don't slide it out it kind of lifts up like a car hood and then I usually take it completely out here's the play field and I'm gonna like start up a game here I'm actually gonna be playing it and the cool thing about it is the skill shot you want it to go up that ramp and not all the way over which is what I just did by accident but the other cool thing about this game other than its immense spunkiness is it's a multi-ball EM. Since this game out came out in 1971, you actually can trap the ball. There I've trapped the ball on the left-hand side of the play field. And what that does is then it's in the volcano, and the lights flash from different values, and if you unlock the ball at the right time, you'll get more points depending on where you unlock it. So that's one ball locked, and then the other place that you can lock the ball is in the tar pit. Okay, so the tar pit's on the right-hand side. Well, here I got the skill shot again. The, there's a gate that goes up that allow the ball to go back to the skill shot. Did you ever visit the tar pits in California? Pardon me? I said, did you ever visit the tar pits in La Brea? Uh, no. No. And so here I have the ball stuck in the tar pit. Now, if you hit the mushroom bumper in the center, it'll advance the ball down the tar pit. And you do got to do that three times, and then the ball will be ready to release for multi-ball. And then you can actually have, here I'll have two balls going, and if I hit the other mushroom bumper, I'll have three balls in multi-ball going all at the same time. And here you can see I've got the three balls running, if, you, if you're watching the, uh, the camera. 
uh, the webcam. And I have the zipper flippers. You just see them go open and closed. So it's a really, really cool game. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of uh, multiplayer games, but some of the Bally multiplayers are just feature-laced. Feature They're really, really cool. Like, here's the zipper flippers closed, and there they are open. And I'm showing them go back and forth, open and close, open and close, in and out, kind of like Norman, his boyfriend next door. Oh, sorry, Norman. Norman, you still there? Um, yeah. Okay, I thought you might have fallen asleep. I did. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but anyways, that is 4 million BC, and that is the game of the week. So now we'll switch the webcam back to the uh, oh, yeah, And now it's time for everyone's favorite game, game of the of week. The week. So, Norm, what did you say about the California? Have you ever been to the La Brea Top Pits in California? No, I never have. Oh, well, I, I was there. Uh, yeah, you like it? It was interesting. All right, now we've got our next little... Uh, no, not that one yet. We've got our next thing. Somebody uh, emailed me and said, you know, we really got to do something, um, uh, something about uh, playing tips. So we've got a new, a new feature... We're not going to have you play, show how to play, are we? No, we're not going to have me show how to play, but I'd like to introduce um, Trent's Play of the Week. This is Trent's Play of the Week, where Trent Augustine, who is currently ranked fifth in the world for pinball players, uh, is going to give us a trick or tip in regards to playing or rules uh, that he's used in competition. Right, Trent? That is correct. Okay, Trent, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you want to tell us about today. Today I'd like to uh, talk about Dirty Pool, which I believe originated with Adam's family, wherein you can lock a ball in a bookcase while the bookcase is closed. Uh, Gomez will say, Dirty Pool, I like it, old man. Uh, you can also perform that trick on Attack from Mars. Uh, you get a ball stuck behind the three bank uh, in front of the saucer, and then actually knock that ball with another ball back into the saucer. Uh, it will destroy that saucer and also award you that saucer so you can move on to the next city. So obviously uh, you only do this during multi-ball. You can only, you always have at least two balls on the play field. So as so you the can saucer's coming up, you somehow get the ball over the wall and it traps the ball there, keeping you in multi-ball with just one, with maybe a minimum of just one ball, which is kind of neat too. Because right. If any, any of the multi-balls you have, the easiest way to do it is if you've got one ball on each flipper. At that point, trapped on each flipper. At that point, you can shoot one in to destroy the saucer, and then as soon as you hear the saucer destroyed, shoot the other ball toward the saucer. And ideally, what will happen is that ball will hit the saucer wall coming up and rattle around in there without actually going into the saucer and become stuck behind the wall. Now, at that point, you've got one or more balls on the play field that you can play with. You can either knock that ball back into the saucer, destroying the saucer with one shot, or you can continue to play your multi-ball, racking up some points. Yeah, you can rape the jackpot because exactly. you just have one ball, right? You could have a one-ball multi-ball going. Now, the danger of that is if you lose that ball, now you've still got that ball behind the three-bank. And when the game starts to go through ball search, the three-bank will come down, and generally that ball will roll down, and hopefully... You know, the ball won't roll between the flippers. Right. All right, well, cool. That's Trent's play of the week. Okay, Thank you very much, Trent. Hey, no problem. All right, take care. Okay, so, Norm, what you what'd you think of the play of the week? 
Oh, I'm eating some nuts. What, are you asleep again? No, I'm eating. Um, I think Trent is very good. I'm. Did you know he owns a cave? Yeah, tell us about the cave. A cavern. A cavern. A cavern underground in Ohio. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's got an arcade there, too. I mean, not in the cavern, but... We're going to have to go there and make some films. Yeah, I, I think you should put the arcade actually in, in the cavern. We're going to drag a pinball machine down into the uh, table rock where the Indians used to do all kinds of ceremonies. And yeah, absolutely. Play prehistoric pinball. Yeah, I think... You know, don't you think that would be fun? I think... Shelberg, would you like to go? Absolutely. I've been telling that for years. Well, let's do it. We'll, we'll have a road trip on a, on a weekend. We don't let Shelberg out of the gerbil cage. No, we're going to let him out. Yeah, we're not going to let him out. <laughs> we are going to let him out. So, well, anyways. We're going to put you in the cage. All right, we got uh, we got a couple more things that we're going to do. We're going to do Stump of the Chump next, or Stump the Chump next. Uh, and then we're going to do Corn's Conundrum. And then we're going to be starting to take callers. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's work on the on stump of the stump and the chump. And now it's time for stump the chump. Okay, so uh, stump the chump is our episode where last week we gave out some pinball repair advice, and then we call them back this week and see if our re- our advice uh, was either correct or incorrect. And believe me, we're not always right. <laughs> it's hard to fix pinballs, period, much less doing it over the phone. That's normal, a test. Oh, agree. Yeah. How can you find something wrong that was in a factory? Or how can you find something wrong that you can't see? Or somebody else butchered in. That's right. Makes sense. Uh, we did that the first show where the guy called up and talked about a problem, and, uh, and he said he looked over at how many times, and he goes back and he says, oh, yeah, the guy took uh, three wires together and tied them together, and... Uh, that was the problem. How in the hell are we supposed to figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> Over a phone. Yeah. When he had it in front of him, and he, you know, it took him how long to figure it out. Well, let's go back to last week's episode, and we'll uh, do a quick recap of what advice we gave out. Yeah, this is Spencer down in Orlando, Florida. I had a quick uh, question on a Bram Stoker Dracula for you. Just went ahead and did a shop job on it. And the ball throw that actually pops the ball into the shooter lane worked before the shop job and is not working now. I replaced the transistor on the board. And you said when you ground the coil, the ground lug on the coil, a coil does fire, but when you ground the transistor tab, it does not fire. That's correct. Look, I couldn't find any broken traces on the board. Could it be any of the chips or transistor chips? You're grounding the tab on the transistor. All you're doing is basically that's just an extension of that ground wire from the coil. So, right. um, to me, that still means you got a break somewhere. Then you got a break somewhere between that connector and the transistor. Okay. So we're we're back to this week, and we're gonna we're gonna give Spence a call back and see how he did. What do you think, Norm? Well, I think we should rename this. What, call what? it the Pinball Psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no damn on. way to be able to di- diagnose the problem of anything over a phone. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna both, calling you. up Spence right now, dialing his number, and let's see if we can get him on the air. Okay, so we got Spence on the line. We talked to last week. Yeah, what was happening is the, the final throw solenoid to pop, pop the ball into the shooter lane was not functioning, and I 
toned out all the wiring and everything else, and you said to go back and check the traces on the board again, which I, and actually you forcing me to go back and check those again, what I found out, the whole green masking on the back of the circuit board was kind of wrinkled, and the actual trace that goes to the solenoid that was giving me the trouble, actually part of that wrinkled green masking, masking came off along with part of the trace, so that was my problem, that it was, I was really getting an intermittent uh, connection there with that trace in the board. But the bottom line is, is that you didn't have to tear the whole thing to, you know, take chips out and, and all that to get it to get it working. It was just, you just needed a little nudge to go back and look a little closer, maybe. Yeah, and I took it and I, I put a jumper wire to jump that broken part of that trace, and it's working A-OK -okay now, so I'm good to go. All right, so we actually called that one right. Hard yeah, to believe. It's amazing, unless you're setting these all up ahead of time. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not setting these all ahead of time. Okay, ahead of time. I believe you. Are you sure you believe me, Norm? <laughs> Ask Shelburg if he believes you. <laughs> <laughs> he he says yes. I do believe you, because we're just taking these calls off the internet unless you tell him, be prompting people. I don't think he would do that. You have so much integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, Norm. Thank you, Norm. Can we go along today so we can mess up all those other radio shows that are lined up after us? <laughs> no, we're That's one hour. Suggestion. One, one hour. No, we're going over now. No, no, we're not. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. Let's be politically incorrect like that other guy, Gary, says we need to be. Hello? No, no. No, bad, naughty, wrong, no. Okay. Hey man, go I gotta box. go, man. Where you going, man? Gonna score us a little happiness? No, man. I'm doing a radio show about goofy pinballs, man. You ain't doing a radio show, man. That was just the girls' club talking about somebody else, dude. That's cool, man. Cause I don't know nothing about no pinballs, man. No, man. Neither do they. We got some. Uh, we do these little. These people do these plugs for us. There's, we got some pretty interesting ones. We've got a really big show for you tonight. It's Norman Shaggy on the Topcast. Hi, this is Jim from Arcade Rehab. If you have no problem laying out six large to have a pinball machine restored for you that you won't even play, you may be tuned into the wrong internet pinball broadcast. Topcast with Norman Shaggy. If you don't do it yourself, you won't learn nothing. Hey, it's Chuck from Kalamazoo on TopCast. Tonight's subject, Clay will teach us how to restore virginity. Stay tuned. All right, Norm, we're back. Sorry. You know, I like the one that you played before with uh, the chick on it. Is she, like, Russian or German, or what is she? Oh, okay, Norm. The one with the curb, with curb on it. Hey, this is Oksana. Which one was that? Storing in the radio top gas. Swami says, Norm and Shady. Hey, this is Curb, and even hot Russian chicks love to listen to Norm and Shaggy on top gas. Hey, this is Oksana. You're listening to a top gas with Norm and Shaggy. Those are good. I love it yeah, when people. Yeah, what's the history on that one? Explain that one to me. <laughs> I don't know. You'll you'll have to you'll have to call. Uh, call yeah, you'll have, have to have him email me <laughs> at uh, norm at marvin three m dot com. Curb, would you do that? I know you're listening. <laughs> Explain that now. I just got a million emails from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. How really. bad? I have a billion dollars for you. <laughs> I'm in Ethiopia. <laughs> right. Okay, so now we got we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little call in now. 
So everybody write this phone number down. This is our 800 number, 1-800. Don't call yet because right now we've got a special feature. Keep the lines open because we're giving away crap. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the arcade. Hey people, it's the Corn, and welcome to this week's edition of the Conundrum. Here's how the game works. I give five clues about a game's identity. That's up to the listeners, that's you, to call in and guess what game it is. Pretty simple, right? If nobody gets it, I keep giving more and more clues until someone nails it. What is this week's prize, Shaggy? This week's prize is a System 11 Music Showcase, a two-CD set of System 11 pinball music. Okay, so... What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of prize is that? Okay, okay. And we'll throw in a Pins and Vids Volume 2 DVD. Like How's I that? said, what the hell kind of prize is that? Well, what am I supposed to do? Throw That's in a, a Corvette? That's a good prize. A second. That's fine. D- okay, fine. Oh, oh. And, and we're going to throw in a what? DVD set. And we're going to throw in a... A choice. Oh, man. No, we're giving away too much. I'm not throwing away anymore. Give him a pack of airline peanuts. No, we're going to give him a Pin Game Journal t-shirt, too. So you get three... I'm a calling. Yeah. You get three items. The System 11 Music Showcase, the Pins and Vids Volume 2, and the Pin Game Journal t-shirt. Okay, so here we go. Here's the first four hints. Hint number one. This game was made by our favorite car company, BMW. And no, that's not Bavarian Motorworks, that's Bally, Midway, and Williams. Hint number two. This game has drop targets. Hint number three. This game has a two-stage kickback. Hint number four. It's a licensed theme. Okay, now... Corn. And narrows it down to about a thousand games. <laughs> <laughs> now, Norm, and no, Corn actually wanted me to run the next hint, but I think if you do the next hint, you pretty much give it away. Why so I'm. Give st- the name of the game? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to hint six. Man, there's six. only a thousand games, people. To remember. cost, this game had a set of drop targets removed from the game before production. <sighs> My okay. <laughs> he says. <laughs> Here's <laughs> number seven. Blue. Oh God. <laughs> Enormous. Blue number eight. This game was produced both with and without diamond plate. Both with and without diamond plate. Okay, what do you think, Norm? Norm, you know, I don't want you, even if you know it, which I know you don't. Damn well I don't know it. <laughs> okay, Norm, here is the big hint. And hit number five. Here is the German version of this game's soundtrack. Now, I cut that off because he played like 30 seconds of it, and to me it was like, oh my god, I knew exactly what it was. Clue number nine. This game was designed by Steve Ritchie. It was a high speed too. Would you quit guessing, Norm? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we have our first caller. We have our first caller. Hold up. They hung up? They gave up. They gave up. They gave up. Hang up. It was Steve Ritchie. (laughs) He didn't know what it was. (laughs) Steve Ritchie wouldn't have known what it was? He didn't even know what it was. He He didn't know? Oh, okay. And clue number ten. 
It's a System 11C game. If that doesn't give it away, nothing will. <laughs> oh man, Shelberg doesn't even know. Okay, we got a caller. Yeah, yeah, Hold on, Norm. Alright, Norm, here we go. Hello, Flippy, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, so what's uh, what's your guess? Uh, I think it's one of Vince's games. Rockin' and Rollin' Roller Games. That is correct, it is Roller Games, but maybe this isn't fair. I should have said that if you know Vince, you're not allowed to call. Uh, Do you know? Yeah, I recognize the music, too. Oh, okay, likely excuse. <laughs> Can I have a shirt? Hey, I used to play that game on location. Okay. Norm says he wants your t-shirt, though. No. No, I can't have the t-shirt. He can have the shirt. And what size t-shirt do you want? Uh, large. Extra, extra large. <laughs> and what size DVD, DVD <laughs> do you want? <laughs> what size? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so make sure you email shaggy at marvin3m.com. We'll look for an email from flippy at... I dream of genie.com or something like that. Wait, is right. the conflict of interest? <laughs> no, so send me your your, uh, your mailing address and we will send out the System 11. Is that, is that Chris Bucci's? Uh, yes, it is. It is Chris's uh, disc. I already have that, so you can save that and give it to somebody else. Oh, Ooh, God. Nice oh, man. So how are we going to get rid of all this junk? <laughs> another the next sucker that calls in. The next sucker. Okay, so the uh, pins and vids too and the t shirt is yours. All right, well, cool. Well, thanks a lot for calling. Okay, thanks for the broadcast. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, this is like a circus. Yeah, you like that, Norm? Yeah, without the clown. Well, oh. never mind. <laughs> okay, so uh, give us a call if you got any tech questions, comments, uh, opinions, any kind of pinball-related questions. Give us a call, 1-800, and we'll be right back after these messages. This portion of TopCast is brought to you by Pinkin Journal, covering the world of pinball. Visit them online at www.pingamejournal.com. Think you have what it takes to get out of TopCast? So do we. Truth is, we can't get enough of these personal promos. You know... Hi, this is Rick Swanson. This is Eric A. Hey, this is Clippy. Hey, this is Curve, and you're listening. Hey, Dinettes, this is Mr. Hyden. So if you have this insatiable desire to hear yourself plugging Topcast on virtual radio, and we really hope you do, send the corn an email, and he'll give you instructions on how you can be on the next show. T-H-E-K-O-R-N at T-H-E-K-O-R-N dot net. The corn at the corn dot net. And we'll get you fixed up right away, and probably on the next show. Pin Game Journal is a proud sponsor of TopCast. It covers pinball like no other publication can. The Pin Game Journal is America's only pinball publication. Whether you're looking for new games or the classics, reports on industry shows or collector expos, insights on a game you want or features to help you fix the game you've got, Pin Game Journal is for you. Their website is at pingamejournal.com. Pins and Vids Episode 2, Attack of the Phones, is now available at pinsandvids.com. It's the best Pins and Vids yet. Double the fun and half the underwear of the first episode. Surely to be nominated for an Oscar for the best use of fake phones in a niche video, or best special effects during a dream sequence. Worth much, much more than the $6, including shipping selling price, it's worth at least $7 or $7.50. Get your copy now at pinsandvids.com. And now for a word from our lawyer. The entire sale price goes to the Pinball Hall of Fame. First episode, also available. Some pinball machines were hurt during the filming of the Pins and Vids.
vids, but they were old. Get your deranged DVDs on Coin Up Goodness now. All right, Norm, we're back. That's great. What? You, did you miss me? With every shot so far. Yes. So, Norm, nobody called in, so I guess we really suck. All two listeners are, are not there to uh, show. So what Shelbury's going to do, he's going to go stick his, his magazine in front of the <laughs> webcam. He's got a, a new pin weasel gerbil pin thing. Pin gerbil. Yeah. A new weasel monthly. What's the name of this magazine? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I do know. I just don't want to say it. Tell people what's, what's in it. Yeah. Well, what's in it? The microphone's right over there. What's in it? What's in it, Shelberg? The microphone's right there. Anyway, so he likes to promote his magazine. You know, we we can't get enough. One eight hundred. If you got any technical questions or anything whatsoever, give me a call, and let's talk. Norm. Yes. What What have you been working on? Anything? Uh, a couple of kidneys, though. Yeah, how did that go? Finally gone. They are 100% gone? They're blasting them. That's all they tell me. They're gone, they're not gone, they're gone. These guys don't know what they're doing. Kind of like if you were a dentist or something like that. They're like, you know, charging me. I'm in seven grand already for these things. Did that? You know, I could be investing in one of those Chris Hutchinson machines for about seven grand. Yeah, you could have yourself a, you know, a fishtails. Yeah, seven grand fishtails. It was perfect. Right, and, and instead you said I have no kidney stones. That's right. That's right. Well, well, if we're not going to... Oh, my God, it's somebody. Yeah. It's Santa Claus. All right, hold on. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's your first name? Uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. And where are you from, Chris? From Everett, Washington. Cool, and what can we do for you today? Well, i got a System 1 question. Sure. I've got a uh, uh, genie with a sound problem. The uh, soundboard, you can go through the test procedure on the soundboard. Plays all the sounds, plays both sets, you know, because there's like two sets of sounds there. Uh, playing a game, all it'll do is just play one single sound. No matter how many points you get, no matter what you hit on the on the play field, it just continues to play just one sound out of the whole array of sounds. Well, I'd say your soundboard's broken. <laughs> okay, well, simple test yeah. on the on the driver board. Um, there's if you look on the schematics, there's pins along the bottom edge of the of the driver board. Okay, that say um, I think ten, a hundred, and thousand points. Okay, okay, those are the three uh, sounds because you can actually replace the soundboard with a chime unit. So huh. the way they actually drive the soundboard is they take these driver transistors and they just, you know, they set them low. They set them to ground. Mm -hmm. You know, they shoot them to ground and they shoot a, a low signal to the soundboard, which should trigger, uh, you know, the appropriate sound for that, you know, that particular point value. So th the first thing I would do is look at that connector and make sure that, you know, the pins are all in good shape. And if they look like they're in good shape, I would take a little, like, um, alligator clip with one end hooked up to ground, the game on, and that connector actually removed, or you don't have to have it removed, but you could. But I would manually ground those pins just to make sure that you're getting the sound out of the soundboard. If you're not getting any sound out of the soundboard, you know that that means that it's not the driver board that's the problem, and that it's actually the soundboard itself. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you could it could just be a pin problem, but you know, on that particular game, I actually like to replace the soundboard with a chime unit. 
Mm, um, okay. I mean, it's just what I like to do. I get a uh, like a Bally chime unit, you know, just a junk one. Sure. Okay. And uh, hook it up, hook you know one side up to uh, the, the twenty-eight volt solenoid voltages, and then each of those three to the driver board. Uh, those three lines, and um, to me, it's much more appealing than the uh, the, the standard Genie uh, soundboard. Yeah, sound. yeah, the sounds are pretty primitive in the thing, and you know, I'm I'm a bigger fan of chimes typically, but uh, yeah, if it doesn't, if it turns out the soundboard's junk, maybe I'll go that route then. Yeah, because that soundboard isn't really replaceable. I mean, well, I mean, it it isn't repairable. I should say uh, most of the components on it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can repair it. I I actually haven't messed with that too much. Yeah. Um. Now, Mark Clayton also has a soundboard, I think, available, and so does uh, the guy Pascal out in uh, France. Okay, okay. You know, where you can get uh, a soundboard set up from, uh, from either of those two guys if, if you want to stay with that route. But I, I kind of like the chime route if you, if you can't get it to work. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll certainly consider that. It's not a bad option. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, get in there and test it and see what happens. Okay, cool. Well, hey, thank you for calling. Awesome. Hey, thanks for broadcasting. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Norm, did you get all that? Yeah, you're quite the man. <sighs> okay, hold on, Norm. You still with me, buddy? I'm here. Good, that's unfortunate. I thought I was going to hang up on well, you. I hope I didn't insult anybody. You, you didn't say anything, did you? No, I talked about Chris Hutchins. If people want to pay a lot of money and get good game, good games, that's up to them. How many of those games do you have? Zero. Hold on. So we got another call. We're going to stick right now. Oh, just a second. Let me nuke this sound here a little bit. Yeah. I'm listening to you guys. You're on. Hi, is this Jim? Hello, you still with us? Hello? Yes, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, is this Jim? No, no, this is Ron. Ron. I'm just calling in to try to get on. (laughs) <laughs> well, you made it. Good. I don't know if that's a good thing, though. Why do yeah, you well, I forgot about the start of your show. I just tuned in. I wanted to get in touch with you the last couple of weeks, but never never got in. You're popular, you're popular people. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Spokane, Washington. Hmm. And, and what kind of games do you collect? I play all kinds. I'm not really big into the really late models. I only own one DMD. I own six. PM's mostly early valleys, and uh, you know I own a Mystic, an Eight Ball Deluxe, a Fathom, and then I own a Pinbot, a Mousing Around, and a T2. It's a fair number of games. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on RGP. I've been kind of an asshole in the past, but I got over that several years ago. <laughs> Well, good, How would you good. like to insult Shaggy now? <laughs> Pardon? How would you like to insult Shaggy now? <laughs> no, I just want to ask him a question. Fire away. Oh. Pardon? Just go, oh. go right ahead and, not, and let's hear it. What was that again? Yeah, shoot. Go for that oh, question. Oh, yeah. Well, several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, Shaggy was, uh, or Clay, I should say, was uh, on on the group and he asked somebody for a theory of operations uh, manual for it was either a system 11 or a WPC I think it was WPC yeah it was WPC and I'd be interested to find out if he ever got a source you know because I'd like to have one also I, I was not able to find that um, you couldn't find it no nobody nobody um, nobody really responded with that 
with all your fame, nobody ever got back to you. Yeah, it, it's not fame, it's uh, infamy, I think is, is how it works. <laughs> Isn't that how it is, Norm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, Nor- Norm's really the famous one here. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, they threw me off of this little house for drinking too much. <laughs> I thought it was the, the women. <laughs> no, I was drinking too much. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the tabloids about me and that Anna Nicole broad. Yes, I did fatherhood child. I am proud of it. I'm going to get all the money. Let's talk pinball. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I would sure appreciate if you ever find a source for that thing that you give me an email or something. You know, you can get my email address. Uh, uh, either you can either ask me after this call's over or whatever. Yeah, go ahead and send me an email, but uh, I haven't had any luck finding it. If okay. I did, I would probably. Um, well, I, I don't know. I was going to say I might post it on the web page, but I. I don't, well, know, if I don't know if I'm allowed to do that no. anymore. <laughs> you know, it's there's so it's many scary. questions. Yeah, it's scary. I, I I don't even know where to begin with that one. <laughs> so, but okay, yeah. okay. Well, hey, thanks for calling. You bet. Thanks a lot. All right, bye. Did bye. we help him? No, I, I don't think we helped him, Norm. Uh, we don't help anybody. Yeah. Well, we certainly don't help you. That's true. That is true. I can That's good. That's good. Okay, so uh, we we've got another call. Hold on, Norm. Hello, how are you? Hey, good. This is Paul from Georgia. Hi, Paul from Georgia. How are you doing? Not bad. I got a question for you regarding a Tommy machine. A Tommy. Dating uh, East Tommy. The 19... Tommy and now the blinders don't work. The blinders so don't they, work. They don't work at all in test mode or uh, anything that I try and do to them. I'm going to let Norm answer this yeah. question. Hey, you cut a wire somewhere by mistake. <laughs> Norm says you cut a wire. On that little blinder card under the apron, at least I thought that was a blinder card. Um, but so I don't know if I busted the servo or or what. Did you, you want uh, suggestions or? Well, did he connect it back? Yeah, everything's connected back in it. Can you see the pins are uh, properly uh, soldered all the way? Yeah, I actually uh, resoldered the header pins on that little card. Did you? Uh, did this ever work? Yes, it worked when I got the machine uh, prior to me uh, shopping the dog thing, so apparently I suck at shopping the machine. Do you really want it to work again, or do you really care? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's obviously one of the better features of Tommy, I would think. Yeah, All right, then I guess you want it to work. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Shaggy, help him out. Yeah, thanks, Norm. Thanks, Norm. I, I uh, have actually never fixed a Tommy, um, Tommy, Tommy set of blinders. Um I would, um, the first thing I guess I would do is, do you know what voltage the motor runs at? Uh, no, but I'm sure I could find that out. I have the manual for the machine. Okay, the first thing I would do is check the motor voltage. Um, I believe that, like you said, that is a, uh, a, st- a type of stepper motor or servo motor, as you said. So I think they're, um, they're little, like, radio-controlled servo ones. So. Right. Well, yeah, you mean, like, out of a radio-controlled air- airplane or something? Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, they make some replacements that I think you can go to the hobby shop and buy. Um, you just have to change the connector on it type thing. The other thing I would do is, is uh, you know, after I get the, you know, the motor sessed out as to whether it's good or not, uh, I would move to that little board. Um, and uh, I believe that there's probably only two output pins coming off the board going to the motor. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. So I would put a... Um, uh, of a, you can use a voltometer, I guess, or a logic probe, 
and I would just see if in test mode if that pin is going high or low, the, not the ground one, the other one, the red wire as it may be, uh, to see if it's going high or low, uh, to see if it's toggling the motor. Um, and that'll tell, let you know if the board's working or not. Now if the board, if, if it's not, the output pin isn't toggling high or low, um, then you just got to keep working your way back. Um, and I would go to the next connector, which is the, the input connector, and basically it's going to have the sa a similar setup where probably, you know, one of the driver transistors on the, on the uh, driver board, I would imagine, is probably, you know, pulling low to, to, to toggle that board on or off. And it may also have another transistor that determines the direction of the motor. Um, I would have to look at the manual, though, to, to be able to give you any more um, precise information than, than just those general tips. So I'm sorry. I wish I could I could help a little better with that one. Uh, no problem. I'll uh, try those suggestions and trace it back and uh, let you guys know how it turns out. Yeah. Can you send me an email and then let me know if my advice was, uh, uh, you know, at all helpful? It probably isn't, but you know, you never know. I shall do that. Okay. Maybe you can add Greg. Appreciate all you guys' help. All right. Thanks. Hey, Shaggy. Yeah. Maybe you can add Greg. Uh, you can win yourself a new timing machine online at the Cirrus Radio Network. Cirrus Radio Network. Go look there, and they're giving one away signed by, by Pete Townsend. Signed by Pete Townsend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, hold on, Norm. Hello, you're on the air with Topcast. Shaggy, it's Marty. Marty, how, how are Marty you? Marty from Connecticut. Hey, Marty. Hey, dude, how's it going? It's Marty so from this is, Lake. this is Marty that runs the EM Collectors Group on the Yahoo groups, right? That is correct. Right, okay. And uh, Norm's on the line. You're still with us, right, Norm? Yeah, I've been at a heart attack or anything. Yeah, I was kind of worried. <laughs> you know. yeah, the Don't go have one for us all, okay? Yeah, the excitement might do me in. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are off the wall. Hey, uh, Shaggy, i got a question for you. I was playing my fast draw tonight, and it started doing something strange that I haven't seen it do. It hasn't like walking done out before. the house. What's that? Like walking out the house. Yeah, tell me about it. Stop taking LSD. You won't do that. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? LSD is a good thing. You know, especially yeah. if you work for a living. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it keeps wanting to count down the bonuses. If I crank it up, it'll count it right down. Right well, in the middle of the game, beginning of the game, it just it keeps wanting to count down the bonus. Did you check the outhole switch just for you know? Yeah, the outhole switch seems to be fine. You, I mean, I haven't delved into it because it just started happening a little while ago. I think, you know what, good timing. I'm going to have the radio show tonight. So. Well, and by the way, thanks for changing the time for me because you know I can't stay up late. Yeah, yeah, we know. That's Believe me, that was the reason we changed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. See? No, you, guys, viewers. You, guys, you guys have a heart after all. <laughs> no, we really don't. <laughs> I promise we don't. You know. Yeah, but it's kind of an intermittent. Sometimes, it, like, for instance, it cut out for, uh, it was doing it for like five or six or seven games, then it stopped for a couple, and then it started doing it again. You think it might be the outhole switch? I mean, I haven't torn it apart yet, but I could take a start looking there. Well, I mean, something's telling it the there's a count there's a bonus relay, okay, that pulls in that's going to count down the bonus, and something's yep. causing that relay to pull in. Actually, um, believe it or not, the relay doesn't pull in. It doesn't pull in, no. but normally when the ball goes in the outhole, doesn't that relay pull in? It should, but I it will count down, but that relay won't click. I had this machine open looking at it; it won't click. Okay. Okay. That's freaky. One switch blade. Well, the next thing I would check, um, 
I would work backwards from, well, no, actually, I, well, I would start at the bonus unit, and I assume that the zero position switch for the bonus unit, because there is a switch that yep. that that closes or opens when that thing is all the way reset, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll start there. Yeah. Did you check that switch? No, no, I, I climb into the machine to do that one. It's a freaking god leap, you know that. Well, <laughs> it's I, way I, in the back. Yeah, I so. pull the I pull the play fields out when I do that. Yeah, well, that's what I think I'm going to have. You know, I had the problem with it before with the uh, with the run on or not working. So with the with the uh, game over wheel, I think I'm just going to pull up the back the bottom board out and look at it. I think that's the only way I'm going to cure this thing. Well, you know, I would look at uh, I would definitely look at the bonus unit and make sure that the you know that um, that thing's working properly and also the uh, you know any of the zero position switches are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Hey, good show, bud. Hey, thanks. Bye. Bye. Norm, you still there? I'm still here. Yeah. What? Well, you mean I haven't been able to drop your call yet? No. Good. Oh. All right. We got another call. One eight hundred. Give us a call at Topcast. We're taking this guy right now. Uh, I lost him. Hello. How are you? Pretty good, Shaggy. It's Corn. Vince. Yes. Is there a reason you're calling? Yes, there is. What would that be? You blew your answer on the Tommy Blinders. Oh. Okay, give it to me. All right. How it works is the the blinders have three pins that go to the motor. It's ground, I believe it's 12 volts, and then there's, I think they have it labeled as a sense pin. That sense pin is actually what controls the position of the blinders. That sense pin should always be putting out a square wave, and how the position of the blinders is determined is the length of the pulse that gets sent to the blinders. It gets longer when it wants the blinders out, and it gets shorter when it wants the blinders in. Wow. So, re- so really right. the only great way to test that thing is to actually put uh, I put an oscilloscope on mine, and I, and, and I could see the output that way. You could probably also use a logic probe, but uh, I don't like those. Well, when they uh, when they go bad, what you know? What's the what's the key culprit? Yeah, there's a there's a 555 on there if I remember correctly, and those tend to go bad. And there's a bunch. It's just a really simple timing circuit. So, a couple capacitors, a resistor, and the 555. And that's about it on those things. So. Are the capacitors disc or electrolytic? Uh, you know, I don't know. It was a while since I worked on this one. Hmm. Well, what I had was all hacked up with stuff grafted onto the back of it by some crazy madman. I actually just ripped everything off, put it on the meter, and I'm like, hey, this thing actually works if you don't screw it up. Wow, and is the motor actually a stepper motor, like, uh, you know? The motor's a servo, so you cannot test it with a battery. You can't, okay. Well, I got that one totally wrong, man. We'll have that one on Stump the Chump. Hey, give him a prize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'll... You know, I'm Anybody not... that helps us gets a prize. How's that? All right, what do you want for a prize there, Vince? Uh, how about uh, two buckets of belly lint? We're only down to one, though. But I'll send it to you. Email, All right, man. Email me your address. All right, hey, thanks for calling, because yeah, that helped out. Cool, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Take care. What did you give him? We gave him some belly lint. Oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> All right, Norm. You got anything else you want to add? No, I'm I'm just uh, amazed in the intelligence here on this network. It's 
mind-blowing. We got another call. Should I take it, Norm? Sure. Okay, here we go. Hi, you're on the air with Topcast. Yeah, Shaggy. Hi. This is Rich. I'm in New Jersey. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Been trying to get in for a while. It's kind of fun with the time delay, catching the phone just right here. Yeah, there you Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The, uh, join the show. Um, had a couple things. I wanted to talk to you about a problem I've had with magnets and games um, and having to do with the power in the house. I came into something. I don't know if you, and they work more on the older ones, and I've seen your your uh, DVDs on uh, Austin the Zone and the Indiana Jones. I know you do work on the newer ones, too. But the um, uh, a rash, every, I've had like three or four different games with magnets, and they all seem to be a little weak uh, with throwing the ball, or occasionally they'll just grab it and not throw it, and it seems to be across a bunch of games, and I've got one in recently where I even bought a new board from Stern. Um, it's a uh, GoldenEye. And, um, and they, I, and they I had, had that out, board in stock? Over and, um, they had that board in stock? Yeah, yeah, they still got a couple left, believe it or not. I think it's used in Twister also. And um, he sent it back, and he said, everything checks good. I don't know what to tell you, you know. And... Um, I kept thinking, I said, you know, there's got to be something with my cellar, you know. I got an Adams family upstairs in the den, and uh, that works fine, throws the balls around fine. So I, I grab an extension cord, and I go upstairs, and I run it downstairs to the uh, golden eye, and all of a sudden it seems working perfect with either board, you know, where before it would grab the ball between the flippers, and it would just hold it there, and it would, like, it's supposed to throw it up between the flippers. It would throw it up maybe a quarter inch, you know, instead of a good in- inch or two. And uh, I found I got 121 volts uh, AC coming in the plug, and I found with the extension cord it's going down to 119, and it works perfect. You got any clue why that would be? So you're saying it works better at a lower voltage than a higher voltage? Yeah, at the end of the extension cord, it's running 119, and it works perfectly at 119. I got a Guns and Roses has always been a little anemic. I got some. Um, heavier duty MOSFETs from GPE and put them in and seem to help it a lot and it works better but still in other games I've played throws them like crazy I've had Circus Voltaire uh, Toten and they all you know the work but it just didn't seem to work you know like they always uh, do on other games I've played and I, I'm convinced it's something to do with this house it was built in the 60s it's an all it was an all electric house I put gas in since then but uh, it's got a real big circuit box you know like a double it's the equivalent of two regular ones. Like a double-wide trailer on the wall. And everything. I'm just wondering if I got to have some kind of corrosion outside on the uh, connectors. Or I was thinking about if I had in the scope, maybe I could see if there was some noise in the AC. Uh, I was wondering if this, this, these circuits, these timing circuits they use in these, um, uh, you know, to throw the ball, are susceptible maybe to noisy power or something. I, I guess noise could be an issue. I mean, everything is that needs to be regulated that is, you know, 5 volts or 12 volts or whatever is, is regulated. So, and, and, right. and you would think it's nice and smooth and all that. Maybe you can get yeah, one of them boxes they sell too. for clean power. I've got electronics background, and I uh, said so everything's regulated, everything's filtered. But this has got me, this has stumped me for the few years I've had the Guns N' Roses, you know. 
I haven't tried it with the extension cord yet, but I said, let, let me run it by you guys, you know. I what what else on is the on the circuit? A while back and never had any responses on it. What else is on the circuit? Oh, uh, it's cellar. There's a few other things. I did try unplugging everything else. I, I've got a freezer down there and, um, oh, jeez, um, anything else? Just a, well, I would, an and if you unplug all the other stuff, it still works the same? Yeah, it still seemed to run the same with the other stuff uh, that, that I knew it was on, you know, because I know it was a compressor on that yeah. freezer. Didn't yeah. sound like it was running that often. But, but did you did you put a scope on it just for fun? Yeah, uh, you know, I've got an old one from my dad. I, it's buried, and I'm just going to pull it out, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. I've been fighting rebuilding my computer here <laughs> for the last few days. But um, I, I, I'm afraid I can't. That's really a weird one. Uh, it is. It's strange. Uh, it, it scratched my head for a while on it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody you know uh, has, has seen something would return to call on the show or something. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention on the Tommy guy. I had a Tommy. I got it. Never worked. There's a small circuit board down in the cabinet that runs the little propeller blades uh, up on the plane. And there's a connector to the back side of the cabinet on that board that isn't used on that game. And what was wrong with mine, there's a spare plug in there also. I don't know if it's for a coin mech or whatever. Looks like it would fit on there, but it's got one extra pin. And somebody jammed the uh, plug onto there. And one of the input on the, the little circuit board on the top, he, uh, Gordon was talking about the outputs, the input legs, there's one that's supposed to be always high or low, and it was causing that state to be the opposite on the upper board by that plug being on that small board down inside, um, down by the tilt bob. And if he just shot the game, I'm just wondering if he might have seen that plug and say, oh, that looks like it belongs there, and put it on there and cause this problem to quit working, because nothing will work if that plug's on there. Uh, I actually called Stern and... Um, I forget who it was. Um, it wasn't Chaz. It was one of the other two guys that had said, "Oh yeah, we had a problem with that one time. Try pulling that plug off." And sure enough, it started working great. So, uh, huh? That's interesting. That really is. Try that. that yeah, that's one a plug. Good tip. It's down by the tilt bob. It's the rubber connectors facing the back of the cabinet. They're vertical, you know, on the board, and uh, they're, they're towards the back of the cabinet. There should be no plug on that whatsoever and that will pull the whole thing down and nothing will work on it wow good tip all right well hey thanks for calling i appreciate it and uh, sorry i can't I, help you too much about your power situation in your basement well uh, i think i might get the power company out and have them look into it see what they think all right man but, uh, thanks so much for the show enjoy enjoy listening all right take care okay take care now Maybe he can get one of them boxes like for big screen tv to clean your power up and you can plug all your games into one sauce <laughs> All right, Norm, we're done. That's another show of TopCast that's now finished. And we're uh, we're done until next week. We'll have some more of our standard features, and uh, hopefully we'll get Norm in person. Norm, are you ever going to come out and show up again in person? Well, I'm Yeah, it's hard to get Norm here. So, but thank you very much for uh, listening to TopCast, and have a good night. <laughs>